G'day, guys, and welcome to our first episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. I'm Mark. Obviously, I'm sure you guys are well aware. And this is Sheridan, who is our head of nutrition. Hey, guys. So this podcast, we had an idea that we kind of wanted to be answering things we see get asked to us a lot on social media, but be able to answer in a bit more detail than we can in an Instagram post for you all. Instagram tends to be a lot of clickbaity headlines and really limits um, more of a nuanced conversation. So Sheridan and I came up with the idea of being able to do some short podcasts for you all to give you some information and really see how we coach and think to help you along your way. So Sheridan, what have we got today for our first episode? I thought we could go through probably the most common question I get definitely the most common question that you get. And that is, can you build muscle and lose fat at the same time? So AKA, can you body recomp? Yeah. So every <laughs> Q and A and I put up, it's normally, can I build glutes and lose body fat at the same time? This is the thing I get all the time. It's the, the dream thing. Even when I, um, try to get back into my training after you know a COVID depression last year even in my head I was like man I need to really build muscle and lose body fat at the same time but it's quite a it's quite a nuanced topic and everyone's kind of looking for that quick fix or trying to get the best of both worlds and unfortunately life isn't always about trying to do everything at once so when it comes to building muscle it obviously is a hard process. It's a slow process. Obviously, ideally, you're going to try and create a, a more positive um, energy balance. So we're normally going to be looking at at least eating at around calorie maintenance or a calorie surplus. And then fat loss is always going to be, of course, focused around a calorie deficit. So with that, can you lose body fat outside of a surp outside of a calorie deficit? No. But can you build muscle in a in a calorie deficit? Yes. So Sheridan, do you want to, I guess, go over how you can build muscle in a deficit? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there are some people that are, you know, like team, you cannot build muscle in a deficit and, you know, others that completely disagree. But basically there, there are some instances where you can, build muscle and lose fat at the same time, but it's generally in a very specific population. So we're talking about people who are completely untrained. They've never resistance trained in their life, or you might be a person who has come off the back end of an injury and you haven't trained for quite some time. So myself, for example, I'm postnatal. I had a baby five months ago. So there was a period where, you know, I was probably not training as hard as I usually do. So I have a bit of an advantage when I'm coming into, you know, my postnatal space. And the third population is, you know, obese individuals. So these are sort of the three populations that we see can lose fat and build muscle at the same time. But if you are trained, and I know that a lot of Mark's audience, you know, are trained, they, they are people who really enjoy training. It's what sort of attracts them to Mark's methods. Then you're going to be at a disadvantage and it's going to be a lot more optimal for you to at least be at maintenance or 
optimally being a surplus. And the reason that this is, is because, you know, when we think about the principles of, say, fat loss being a calorie deficit, it doesn't matter the method you choose as long as you're in a calorie deficit, right? So you can't avoid being in a calorie deficit if you want to lose fat. If you don't fit into the populations that I have just spoken about, you need to understand what the principles of muscle building is. So, of course, you need adequate training stimulus, which is what Mark is known for in his methods. But you also need to make sure that you have the nutrition that's going to support that goal. And when we look at how the body actually builds muscle, there's a few things that it needs, right? So, again, a very nuanced topic, but there's a... a this overarching thing called mTOR. And we're not going to go into exactly what mTOR is because we'll end up talking, you know, making this into a physiology lesson. And it's not, we just want to give you some practical takeaways. But mTOR is kind of like your brain, but for your muscle, right? So when you think of your brain, your brain is the thing that tells your body what to do. When it receives, you know, stimulus, when it receives messages, it will say, okay, do this mTOR is kind of the same thing, but for building muscle. So what it does is it looks at your body and it says, okay, do I have enough of what I need to essentially build muscle here? And one of the things that it looks at, you know, there's stress, there's sleep, a few other things, but the one main thing it looks for is, do I have enough energy available to build new muscle tissue? Because building muscle is actually really metabolically expensive. And when you don't have that energy availability and the amino acids available to reach that goal, then you are going to be at a disadvantage. Exactly. Um, I would also add the, um, a fourth category of a potential person who can build muscle in a calorie deficit is going to be um, people on anabolic steroids. So steroids is also going to be a huge factor. That's why you often see people get insane results. Um, You often see people in these transformation photos, they lose, you know, 15 kilos of fat, but then gain 10 kilos of muscle in 12 weeks. That's the power of steroids, which is obviously not what we preach or who we coach. Um, so that's not our world, but that is also why you commonly see that. That's the power of um, anabolic steroids. So you've got various categories. So yes, if you have high body fat, high body fat will actually help prevent muscle um, protein breakdown. You'll have less um, breakdown of muscle. That fat mass actually helps protect muscle mass. That's a po- one positive, I guess, of having higher body fat in a calorie deficit. It helps maintain muscle mass. Whereas if you are someone who is quite lean or very lean or getting really comp prep lean, even you're the most advanced trained athlete, your goal really is not to put muscle on. You're just trying for the life of you to maintain that muscle mass. So when I'm prepping someone to get really lean, we're just doing everything we can to hold on to that muscle mass. Um, and it's hard, especially what's happening when you're trying to get really lean. You're trying to take calories away and away and away to create that response we're trying to tell the body we need to lose that's what the whole point of being a a calorie deficit is to we're trying to be catabolic so you can be catabolic in fat mass you can be catabolic in muscle mass by resistance training and eating a high and more an optimal range of protein you can help prevent 
how catabolic you are in muscle mass and try to bias fat mass, which is what we want, but it's still also going to become at a time where fat mass is not the only thing we're using as fuel. And often the leaner you get, the leaner and leaner and leaner you get, the harder it is to maintain that muscle mass. So with that, what does that mean that people should do? So if someone comes to us and they say, you know what, I'm five, six, seven kilos away from where I want to be from a body fat level, but I also don't have much muscle. Mm. I want to build muscle and fat, that's, um, lose fat at the same time. What should I do? Here is where I personally would always go, all right, let's do a calorie deficit. Let's do a calorie deficit first and lose the fat mass that you're after because that's going to be a more efficient process. So we could lose that four, five, six kilos in 8, 12, 14 weeks, whereas building muscle is going to be a slow process. So I'd rather get one thing done well mm. and be efficient with it and then try to do a number of things. Whereas if you are just getting someone who's, you know, that's six kilos away from their body fat level and wants to put muscle mass on as well, if you tell them to do a build or a level, you know, a build in a, in a surplus or whatever it is, you're actually going to take them away from their body fat level goals. Whereas at least if we create a calorie deficit, we lose that fat mass. We teach them how to resistance train well. They'll get stronger initially. So at least after eight, 12 weeks, they've lost the fat mass. And now they're primed in a position to be able to get out of a calorie deficit and then target the second goal of a um, of muscle gain. So which is why for myself and I, I'm sure Sheridan as well is when we have goals, we want to really pick one and go all in on that goal. When it comes to your body composition, we all want to be, have more muscle. We all want to be leaner, but the best, best way to do things for the majority of people is going to be choose one goal and do it really, really well. I'm a kind of a big believer in if you've got why try to do two polar opposites at once and almost get nowhere potentially for months when you could just do one and do really, really well and get great results in a short amount of time and then move on to the next goal. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing that's really important to consider is that, you know, if someone comes to you and they're, you know, five plus kilos away from where they want to be in terms of their body fat levels, and they're already expressing that, hey, I feel really uncomfortable in where I'm at at the moment. You know, I would like to lose a bit of fat. And you say, okay, cool, let's go and do a build. And you're essentially putting body fat on them. It can be really uncomfortable. And even for, you know, women who are really lean, putting them through building phases, and I think Mark can agree, is a little bit, you know, painful for them. And it, it, not a little bit painful for them. It's, it's a lot painful for them. But as coaches, you really have to bring them back to why they're doing it. And the reason that I think that that's important is because, you know, you can you can cut quite a decent amount of fat in, you know, eight weeks, eight, 12 weeks. You can get pretty decent results. But when you're looking at building muscle, it's a slow process. It's kind of like watching paint dry. You know, you don't see the tangible effects of all the effort that you're putting in for. So I find that when people are uncomfortable where they're at in terms of body fat, but they want to do a building phase, then, you, you know, like they, they end up going into a building phase and six weeks later, they want to cut again. 
and then they want to build again and then they want to cut again. And that sort of just really defeats the purpose of having a dedicated period where you are just building. And ideally, you know, six to 12 months, you want to give that time three at the very, very, very minimum, even though I don't particularly like doing three month block. Uh, yeah, three, sorry. Yeah. Three month blocks. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? think if someone is already slightly uncomfortable as you said by then entering into a surplus you're only gonna mm. um, only really gonna drive in those negative feelings and as you also said quickly have them doubt the build and want to rush back to a deficit as quick as they can and then you're kind of going back and forth and getting nowhere which is why i think if you're going to enter into a build which people should be doing you should be going into it um, not just at a good place physically, but also mentally. So you're ready for, for it. People think, oh, cool, I'm going to eat so much food. It's going to be so great. And then you don't start to feel as confident. You don't love feeling a little bit tighter in your clothes and all of a sudden you get that self-doubt and things like that. So that's why I think if you want a bit of both, target fat loss first, get in a really good place, build up your confidence there, build up your self-esteem that you you know, have committed to a goal, not so much the self-esteem of, oh my, I got, my God, I got lean, but oh my God, my self-esteem is built up because I had a goal, I had a plan and I went and achieved it, which I think is really important to increase buying at the start for yourself or when you're working with a coach. So when it comes to fat loss as well, the benefit, the great thing with fat loss is that it can be quite a time efficient process. So it comes much more quickly than spending time in a build. And then when I do get those people who are, let's say they are that person who's a beginner, the benefit of a cut is that, yes, there is still that potential of building some muscle. So yes, we can still, yes, 100% lose the body fat, but we're also potentially at least potentially going to help them with that goal of adding some muscle in a calorie deficit if they're that beginner or if they're more overweight. Whereas if we just went to and did a build, we're only purely doing one goal. There's no chance that they're going to lose any body fat in a calorie surplus. So if we do a build, we're committing to build, but there's zero chance of losing fat mass in a build. But if we chose a conservative cut, we know they'll lose body fat. And we also know there is at least a potential of building muscle or at the very least, they're going to get stronger and lay that foundations for muscle gain in the future when they um, end up being happy where they're at from a body fat standpoint and then moving on to a build. So let's wrap up this, this first intro episode. So the four key um um sharing four key ways that you can potentially lose fat mass and build muscle what were they again for the audience so if you are new to training in when i say training resistance training if you've had a long period of time off um so say an injury or pregnancy for example um if you are obese and if you are on anabolic steroids yeah, so I guess my final point is that you see so much about recomping these days and that's fine, but the thing is, is people want pretty quick results these days. That's the way, the way of the world. Recomping is a slow, slow, slow process. So I often see people put out 
talk about recomming their clients and people are like, oh my gosh, you put muscle on and she lost fat. But then they don't really read the finer print or all the, the post where it's like, oh, this client, here's a two-year result of recomping. They don't read it. They just see the photos and they don't see that, oh, this person did that for two years. So yeah, you can potentially lose some fat mass and put some muscle mass on try, by trying to do both. But it's going to be a very slow, time-costly process. I'd much rather someone do one goal and do it well. As a coach, I go all in on that goal. We do it really, really well then try to do the best of both worlds. It's kind of like you're trying to save money at one, one, one side, but then you're also going out and spending your money. So they both don't work well together. Same thing with we're, we're trying to create a calorie deficit to lose fat, but then we also ideally or optimally need a calorie surplus to build muscle. So key takeaway, guys, can you build muscle in a calorie deficit? Yes, potentially at times. We do have research showing that you can, but it's never going to be an optimal um, goal or place to be, the more advanced you get, the leaner you get, the harder it is to create change, the harder it is to create adaptations. So we want to be really spe specific with what we're trying to do. Let's go all in on one goal, program around that, eat accordingly and do that goal really well, and then move to the next goal. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. We really, really, really want to give as much value as we can in this podcast. So we'll catch you in the next episode.